Hey, I'm Will Malone, and this is Double Negative, Episode 9. Uh, I promise you that by Episode 10, I will have music on this podcast. It's going to happen. That's my goal for the next episode. Uh, it's t- Episode 10 has been what's in the back of my mind is like, got to have music by then. And uh, yeah, that's my deadline. So on the next episode, there will be music. I promise. Uh, so what's been going on? Uh, the I somehow, no clue how, put out another video this week. And I didn't plan to go weekly quite yet. Uh, I planned eventually to go weekly, uh, but I've been able to pull it off. So I just have a list of videos that I want to make, and I'm just kind of going logistically with which one works for when. And I've had to think a lot ahead, like next week, next week I'm probably going to have a video too. Dang, that's crazy. But I've got to film two videos next week because one of them I'm shooting on uh, medium format film. And uh, I got to have time to get it developed, right? So it's like, it's kind of weird logistically, especially when you do film stuff. It's like, okay, well, if I film a video next week that's film photography, that's not going to be able to come out for like a couple weeks until I get the film back and scans and, you know, tweak scans because I do tweak scans. I don't just like, you know, come out with a raw scan and be like, that's the photo. I like to touch things up. Um, So yeah, this week's episode uh, video was kind of weird. It was a little loose. It was a little, uh, it was just kind of like about, you know, you could say it's a love letter to photography, I guess. You could also uh, just kind of see it as like a thesis of what I'm doing right now and the phase I'm in, which is, uh, you know, the thumbnail says stop trying. And basically the idea behind that is this idea of, um, it's a, it's a Rick Rubin esque kind of idea, um, of like, forget goals, stop with the goals, just, just, just go, just make the stuff you're going to make. Don't think too far ahead and see, I'm always thinking like 12 steps ahead of where I am. And then I get tripped up with the future that I'm not thinking about the present. And that's just been always a problem. And that affects my work in a lot of ways. Like I'm trying to like plan for any thing to go wrong or whatever and that affects the product right and i've talked about that plenty but this uh this video kind of is emphasizing the idea that this photo project i did that i've been kind of working on accidentally for like 13 years where i'm photographing the same place over and over and over every time i drive by i did that without trying like i just wanted to do it and now it's like this interesting series and the photos are some of the best that i've ever taken and and it took no effort it was just kind of like stuff i did along the way while i was focused on other stuff and it turns out that some of my best work is work i did when i wasn't really trying to make my best work so i'm advocating for a type of letting go i guess you could say to make really good work and that's kind of what the video is about it's a short video it's just like a kind of i don't even know what it is it's just it just came i wrote it and i was like you know i think this is interesting this works so it's out there next week's uh is my attempt uh next week's video is my attempt to answer a question uh that i have about film photography and printing um as i'm trying to explore you know because i i've come from doing a lot of big prints like big giant prints have been my main focus which is why i kind of like went through a, a big era with high megapixel digital cameras because i was pr- having to print like who knows i mean there was one i had to print like 120 inches long like a canvas i did a couple years ago dang it was a couple years ago it's crazy but um i you know so i i i'm used to printing huge and i'm used to shooting so just in case i have to print it huge and 35 millimeter film has really uh 
had to change how I see some of that because a 35 millimeter photo probably doesn't look super great 60 inches by 40 inches. But with printing techniques that I've learned over the years and different materials that I have at my disposal, I'm going to kind of in the next video see how big I can print a 35 millimeter negative uh, feasibly and also just show that, you know, I, I'm, I'm giving away a little bit here, but, uh, you know, this is this is the benefit of the podcast. You get bonus material. Basically, like the thing I want to kind of attack with it is this idea that photographers kind of think of printing is like there's only one way to do it. I don't do darkroom printing. Uh, I don't have room or space or time for like an enlarger setup or whatever. I've done it before. It's just like, you know, takes forever, whatever. I have these high res scans. I'm going to use the scans to print uh, and I have access to a large format printer. So I'm going to like use the resources I have through them. And, uh, and so it's funny. I, anytime I see photographers talk about printing online, it's always like, you know, we're talking about certain papers like Hana mule paper, Epson, whatever. And it's like, feels like there's only when you like do the research, there's like only one way to print photography that most people do. And I kind of, as somebody who print their photography in that way, I tend to do more like, uh, I'm, you know, most of what I have hanging in my house is canvas or brushed aluminum or, uh, matte paper prints, uh, that are not necessarily branded Hana mule paper and they look really good. And so I've always done things a way different way. And I don't see the way I print happening super often with uh people who at least on social media talking about printing so next week's thing is like hey i'm gonna do a couple test prints with 35 millimeter photos to see how they turn out see how big i can get them and then i'm gonna show maybe an alternative maybe maybe you can stretch the size of an image based like using the material that you print on so for instance like a canvas is has like a texture right and that texture hides some noise and it's also got a little gloss so gloss plus texture allows you to kind of push the print a little bit more because it distracts from some of the imperfections of the print there's also questions of viewing distance and that kind of thing you know the bigger a print is the farther away you're going to stand so i kind of want to cover stuff like that and how i've seen plenty of videos where they're like you know, you can't print a 24 megapixel print more than, you know, 24 inches or whatever. You know, they'll they'll be like, no, now it's too distorted. You can't do that. But they're only using like a certain kind of paper. They're only printing, you know, they're not doing any other things to, you know, there's plenty of AI tools to help replace data in an image and blow an image up and sharpen it and clean it up. Uh, so I just feel like the amount of information about how far we can push printing is pretty limited out there. And I've always been trying to contribute to that. I have a video up on my channel right now, actually, about 2.5D printing, uh, which is printing texture on our prints. I think that is like super interesting and could be a, a pretty big future of printing. And so this is just kind of a another video in that series of just like, let's expand the way we think about printing photography. Because I feel like the way the mainstream of the photography niche, I guess, like the mainstream of the niche, thinks about printing, I find pretty limited. So you've been spoiled. And uh, I have filmed none of it yet. I have written it out. Uh, I've written it out. Uh, I have not. I have put the logistical plan in place to shoot it. So if something happens and for whatever reason it doesn't come out, it will eventually happen. The plan is next week. Just saying 
This is why I don't like to tell people what videos I'm working on because just in case something happens and it doesn't happen. But as far as I know, it will happen next week. Uh, another thing I want to talk about is tribes. The tribe. Finding your tribe. That's something that I feel like I am going through lately, which is which is looking for a tribe. And I have a lot of different tribes. You know, I've been doing this a long time. So I have a lot of tribes. I have a lot of people that, um, you know, in different industries different types of photography different people you know and so that's cool but it's it's tough because I found myself kind of hitting a wall where I was letting in too many inputs and I realized like my thoughts second guessing all this stuff was happening and then I took a look at like where I was hanging out who I was hanging out with what events I was going to what kind of networking things I was doing and I looked and I'm like you know every event I go to I'm like the only one of me there you know, there's no one else there. Even photography events, go to a photography event with a lot of photographers and especially around here, you know, I'm not like in a big city or whatever. It's a lot of people who are doing photography like as a business, not to say I'm not doing it as a business per se, because I do make a living off of it, but they think of it as a scalable business first and foremost. Uh, there's a trend right now with a lot of like wedding photographers becoming these business coaches and I just find the whole thing kind of like uninteresting and I don't know it's not it's not why I got into photography in the first place the whole like business of photography like I don't care I, I just don't care about any photography business at this point and so it's been tough because I'm walking around thinking about photography in a different way than the people I'm often around who are related to photography think about photography uh, as I said in my latest video, I think of photography as this thing that helps me survive. Like, I think of it as this thing I love and need, and uh, it is kind of what I'll be doing my whole life and making new things, being creative, being an artist, ultimately. And there just aren't, I don't know a ton of people around me who are like that, and that's my fault for not identifying these people or finding these places um but i'm trying to get better at it i'm trying to be like okay i need to find more like-minded people in my universe because i know i can't i'm not an alien um but you know like i know you know i in order to get established to like be able to make a living where i live i used to go to a lot of i still go every once in a while to like networking events but you know i talk to a lot of you know lawyers and realtors and all these kind of people and then it kind of gets a little uh it kind of started to bum me out because I just felt like I wasn't getting the enrichment of like being able to talk to somebody who knows a lot about some weird film photography thing or whatever. Like it just, I, I feel like I haven't been able to get deep on that kind of stuff with somebody for a very long time. So that leads me to, uh, I'm going to that event in Atlanta film stock. I'm going to go, uh, I already signed up and, um, I'm going to go stay in Atlanta that weekend and, I guess go hang out with other film photographers like me. Um, and it's funny, I've, I've been to so many different events, like back when uh, I started working as a photographer full time, I shot weddings. And so I got involved with like the wedding events world here. And uh, I would go to like, I went to this like wedding convention in Vegas one time. And I remember sitting there and I eventually kind of bailed from all this stuff. And I remember sitting there thinking like, these, th this isn't, me like this isn't where I belong like I feel like I don't mesh with anything going on here and I've had that feeling a lot over the years as I get deeper into the rabbit hole of what I need to be doing 
which is partially why I've started to like really focus on making the YouTube videos around stuff I want to make is because I'm like, I need to just kind of find my tribe at all costs. The people that do photography for similar reasons I do it. The people that do it regardless of if they have followers or not. Or not. The, the people that do it whether or not it makes them a ton of money. The people that rich or poor, you know, busy or not busy, they're going to make time for it and do it regardless i've looked at my body of work over the past however long 15 years or whatever and i've been doing the same thing forever i just keep going and it's like been in different parts of life and i've still done it you know i've i've had a couple extended breaks here or there over time like a few months as i've been you know burned out on and off but overall like i have you know single married having a child, having a job, being unemployed, having three jobs, you know, like no matter what life has thrown at me, I have always kind of continued on with the photography stuff and projects in the same way. So I feel like the YouTube is what I'm using is like a, I'm just going to make exactly what I, and kind of be in dialogue with it. And that's kind of my making a video about it is kind of like my payment for like the thing that I feel like eventually will allow me to keep going at a maintainable place, but also help me find a tribe of some kind because I'm putting it out there in a digestible way instead of just, you know, throwing my photos into the wind on social media. And I think just videos are just better for outreach and finding new people. It, videos just catch on more, right? So it just makes sense. That's just kind of what it costs, I feel like, as an art photographer in the modern day is you know you gotta whatever you do you gotta tell the story in some sort of video format you gotta get it out there in a video it just feels like that's what's necessary right now um and i'm not a big group gathering guy i i really don't i, I don't love events i'm gonna be honest with you it's funny i'm shooting an event this afternoon and uh i don't shoot event photos often anymore because i just i just don't love them i don't love because i don't go to events like I don't go to many events if I don't have to. I find myself going to events, but I often get there and I don't love being at events. Um, like I just, I struggle with just being at things uh, like that. I would rather be a, I'm a homebody. I would rather be at home or in my truck on a road trip or, you know, wandering around or, you know, whatever. And, and maybe part of the reason you know, finding a tribe is such a struggle is just cause I'm such a like loner. Like I just like, I do enjoy being by myself a lot. Uh, and, or with, you know, my close group of friends, but I need, you know, I want people to bounce things off of. Um, and so I'm excited to go to film stock. It's an event. There's beer there. I've heard, uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited to go there. I think, uh, which is rare for me to like sign up for an event. And usually I just feel like tons of anxiety about going to the event. <laughs> like this time I'm like, Oh, this will be actually exciting because it'll be about something I want to like talk about and meet other people and like there's a there's a distinct thing I'm going through right now where I'm feeling joy making these videos like I love the process of making these videos about something I want to make the video about whether or not it gets seen and it's like it's crazy so like the other day I woke up wrote a script for the 35 millimeter negative video because it was just like popped in my head I went and wrote it then went on a run and then I started, then I got back from my run, had my coffee. I was feeling amazing. I had like had a smile on my face running. It was just like such a great morning. And then I had a cascade of emails 
around stuff that I didn't care about <laughs> and, and I had to deal with the emails and I just got progressively more depressed as the day went on. And then I saw that, you know, like film stocks registration went live or whatever. And I like thinking about that, arranging it, getting the hotel, like blah, blah, blah. Like I just was getting pumped again. And so I just can see clearly like what I'm getting excited about and what I'm not excited about as much right now. And it's uh, pretty interesting, which tells me I need to be pursuing the stuff I'm excited about uh, way more for sure. Who needs money anyway? You know what I'm saying? I think what's great about the internet right now is that you can kind of find that tribe and it not be in the location you live. And I live in a place that, you know, I like where I live. It's not a huge city. Um, I'm not sure at this point in my life I'm that interested in living in a big city anymore. Maybe when I was younger that seemed interesting. But now it kind of doesn't. Now that I have a family and a child and uh, I have good friends and stuff, I, I like where I live. I'm just trying to figure out how to do my niche weird stuff in a place where niche weirdness is not really uh not really loved by people because you know it's just smaller towns they don't they don't love you getting getting too crazy you can get a little crazy you can't get too crazy though um so anyway thanks for listening uh i will talk to you next week i'm excited hopefully by the time we speak again that video that i teased will be out since i've already talked about it uh you can go check it out on youtube my youtube channel is double negative uh instagram at will malone and i will talk to you soon and there will be music next episode i promise peace